Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spirited and spiritual community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth and meaning, and as Reverend Chris says, to beauty as well. We long to be in right relationship with one another, with ourselves, and with the planet. We aspire. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there's a spark of the divine in everyone. And part of what we do on a Sunday morning is we turn to the people around us and wish them a welcome. The divine in us speaks to the divine in them. And this is our final service where we are not going to be together. Next Sunday, we are coming together, everybody vaccinated and masked, and everyone who is comfortable being in the same room with other people who are vaccinated and masked can come to church. And if you're not able to be vaccinated yet, we welcome you to watch on the live stream or you can watch from the courtyard. We'll have a television set up out there and you can watch the service from there. I'm so very excited and moved to be able to see you all again and to be able to greet the divine in you in person. So for the final time, let us greet one another in the comments. I invite you now to say the chalice lighting words with me if you were moved to do so. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Louise Erdrich is an American novelist, poet, and children's books writer featuring Native American characters and settings. She's an enrolled member of the Turtle Mountain Band of the Chippewa Indians. Erdrich is widely acclaimed as one of the most significant writers of the second wave of the Native American Renaissance. This is from her book, The Painted Drum. Life will break you. Nobody can protect you from that. And being alone won't either. For solitude will also break you with its yearning. You have to love. You have to feel. It's the reason you are here on earth. You have to risk your heart. You are here to be swallowed up. And when it happens that you are broken or betrayed or left or hurt or death brushes too near, let yourself sit by an apple tree and listen to the apples falling all around you in heaps wasting their sweetness. Tell yourself that you tasted as many as you could.
this congregation has a mission that we wrote for ourselves that helps us make decisions as we move into the future together. We wrote it on the wall of our sanctuary and we read it from the wall of our sanctuary like we'll be able to do next Sunday. Please say it together with me. Together we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. Every week after we say our mission, we have a moment for beloved community and This week, I would like you to meet Ron Findlay, who is a guerrilla gardener in South Central L.A. So what I did, I planted a food forest in front of my house. It's on the strip of land that we call a parkway. It's like 150 feet by like 10 feet. The thing is, it's owned by the city, but you have to maintain it. So I'm like, cool. I do whatever the hell I want. Since this is my responsibility and I got to maintain it, this is how I decided to maintain it. So me and my group, L.A. Green Grounds, we got together and we started planting my food for us. Fruit trees, you know, the whole nine for vegetables. What we do, we're, we're a pay-it-forward kind of group where it's composed of, like, gardeners from all walks of life from all over the city. And it's completely volunteer and everything we do is free. And in the garden, it was beautiful. And then somebody complained. The city came down on me. <laughs> and they and basically gave me a citation saying that I had to remove my garden, which this citation would turn into a warrant. And I'm like, come on, really? A warrant for planting food on a, on a piece of land that you could care less about? <laughs> and I was like, cool, bring it. Because this time it wasn't coming up. So L.A. Times got, got hold of it. Steve Lopez did a story on it and, and um, talked to the councilman. And one of the Green Grounds members, they put up a, a petition on change.org. And with 900 signatures, we were a success. We had a victory on our hands. The, my councilman even called and, uh, and said how they endorse and love what we're doing. I mean, come on, why wouldn't they? L.A. leads the United States in vacant lots that the city actually owned. They own 26 square miles of vacant lots. That's 20 central parks. That's enough space to plant 700 million, (laughs) 725 million tomato plants. Why in the hell would they not okay this? Growing one plant will give you 1,000, 10,000 seeds. When $1 worth of, of green beans will give you like $75 worth of produce. It's like my, it's my gospel. I'm telling people, grow your own food. Growing your own food is like printing your own money. Good morning. Today we're talking about our third UU principle, where we agree to accept each other and encourage each other's spiritual growth. Spiritual growth can mean a lot of things, but I like to think it's about learning how to be our best and truest selves. Learning about each other so that we can grow into our kindest selves. I think that today's story does a good job showing how accepting each other leads to spiritual growth. Our main character is not accepted where they're from, and they have to find a new place where they can be accepted for who they are. Some of the people who had been mean to them come and also ask for acceptance. 
And you can see that our character is a little bit sad and mad. And it would be easy for our character to say, no, you didn't accept me, so I'm not going to accept you. But because our character has been so welcomed and accepted exactly for who they are, they've been, to gr been able to grow into their best selves, been able to grow into kindness, and they are able to accept even the people who were mean to them before. Neither by Air Lee Anderson. Once upon a time, there were two kinds, this and that, these and those, one or the other, until... Honk! What kind are you? I'm both. You can't be both. You must be neither. I'm neither? Neither tried to play a this game. You can't play with us. You're not rabbity enough. Neither tried to play a that game. You can't play with us. You're not birdie enough. Why don't you find somewhere else? You're not one of us. You're neither. Neither, neither, neither. Where did you come from? Honk. I'm from the land of this and that, but I'm neither. So I'm looking for somewhere else to fit in. This isn't somewhere else, but you will fit in here. Where is here? So many different kinds. The land of all. Come play with us. But I'm different from everyone here. I'm neither red, nor orange, nor yellow, nor blue. Exactly. Excuse us, we're from the land of this and that, but we don't fit in at home. We are looking for somewhere else. But you said I was neither. You said I should go somewhere else. Well, this isn't somewhere else. This is the land of all, and everyone fits in here. Once upon a time, there were many kinds, this and that, somewhat and whatnot, either, very, sort of, just, rather, a little, neither and both, and all were welcome. From author and thought leader Roy Bennett, when you encourage others, you boost their self-esteem, enhance their self-confidence, make them work harder, lift their spirits, and make them successful in their endeavors. Encouragement goes straight to the heart and is always available. Be an encourager. Always. Let us now enter into an attitude of meditation and prayer where we speak and listen to God as we understand God, or where we listen to our inner wisdom, or just watch our breath move in and out of our bodies, or where we just think what the world would be like if all of the vacant lots were planted in zucchini, tomatoes, cherry trees, nut trees, food forests. 
As we continue in an attitude of meditation, you are welcome to light candles in your house, candles of joy or sorrow, hope, remembrance, or determination, knowing that next week we will be able to light candles here in our own beloved sanctuary. I remember my first time coming into a Unitarian Universalist church. I remember it well. I was a Presbyterian minister and I'd been invited to come preach in the small southern town where we were. This Unitarian church was in a tiny little house. The number of parking spaces in the driveway of this house was two. And they wondered why they couldn't grow. (laughs) But they were darling people, wonderful people. And they said, we want you to come preach a sermon, but not a Presbyterian kind of sermon. Just do a little research on Unitarians and you'll find out about us. And so I went, and as the service was going on, I was surreptitiously looking in the back of the hymnal. And I was looking at the readings in the back here, and I was finding Rabindranath Tagore, and I was finding Adrian Rich, and I was finding beautiful poetry and things I had never, never found to be part of the scripture in a Presbyterian church. And I thought, I believe I have just found my people. And I know that many of you all 
have had that experience. Your first time in the Unitarian Universalist Church, unless you were fortunate enough to be raised UU, and many of y'all were. But I felt myself safe. And I felt myself accepted. I was a soon-to-be-divorced, straight-ish woman. And I had two children. And I, I just knew that I wasn't fully accepted in the Presbyterian community where I was. I was too liberal for one, and I was too pagan for another. And I knew that they loved me in spite of who I was. But I thought, maybe here I can be loved, not in spite of who I am, but as part of who I am. That feeling of the possibility of acceptance was just intoxicating. And that is UU 101. And UU 101, 201, and 301 are all contained in our third principle. Acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations. That's our third principle. So, I'm going back to basics this fall. I'm alternating between the Eightfold Path of Buddhism and the Seven and Possibility of Eight Principles of Unitarian Universalism. We're back to basics, and if all you have uh, is uh, these two lists, just uh, the Eightfold Path and the Eight-ish Principles, um, you will do well as a spiritually growing person. That's really what you need, along with a community to practice them in. Because it's kind of easier for everybody to be a lovely person when you're just kind of by yourself. So I've seen acceptance happen in UU churches so much, and I've seen the intoxication that comes with acceptance. I've seen people stand up and say, I just came... Ten years ago from the Mormon church, and now I'm here and I can just stand up and say right out loud, I'm gay. And you all just look at me like, okay, so what? And it just feels so refreshing, he said. I've seen other people come and and try out the very first step of their being trans. Very first steps in a church dressing in the way that represents their insides. Just accepted here. So acceptance is UU 101, but acceptance, I have to say, is uh, maybe a thin gruel compared to actual inclusion. Acceptance is kind of distant. Like, yes, I accept you. I accept you. Sit over there. Acceptance is being invited to the party, but inclusion is being invited to dance. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes we, Unitarian Universalists, have a ways to go between acceptance of one another and actual inclusion of one another. I've heard Unitarian Universalists worry out loud that they'll be known as the gay church. That happened in my congregation in South Carolina, which was about 30% gay because just the, there was simply no other place to go in town if you were gay. And then I heard a straight woman say out loud in a congregational meeting, well, I hope we become known as the gay church. I would love to be the gay church. 
she and another straight woman friend founded the first pride march in that small southern town. I could tell you the whole story about that, but I'm very, very happy with that congregation for those two people and for all the rest of the things that congregation has done and been in that small southern town. So, listen, most of us are pretty good at acceptance. Um, But then there's more growth to happen on top of that. For example, actual paying attention. We try to grow in wisdom and understanding. But that takes actual attention. For example, this is a story that seems funny to me, but I am, uh, as my Uncle William would say, I'm old and far gone in sin. And some people might think this is a horrifying story, but I actually have thought it was funny for years. Um, In this small southern church, they wanted this one gay woman to be on the board. And she was maybe six feet tall. And her partner was maybe 5'4". And she was a brilliant woman. Um, But the person who came to ask her to be on the board could not tell the difference between her and her partner because they were both lesbians and they had sensible haircut and sensible shoes and sensible mannish clothing and so he asked the partner to be on the board and then when that mistake was found out they had to ask the other one to be on the board too and so both of them were on the board and I have to say they were fabulous board members they were but isn't that funny that the word lesbian is such a strong identifier that it knocks out all the other ways of telling people apart. We have to learn to pay attention. We have to learn to grow in wisdom and understanding. We have to grow in understanding of what a person who is trans, what their life is like, what their childhood life is like, what their teenage puberty life is like, what their adult life is like. We want to grow in wisdom and understanding rather than just acceptance. That's UU201. We grow in wisdom and understanding. We also grow in wisdom and understanding of the people who want to be part of what this congregation is doing, who aren't quite as maybe woke as we would like for them to be, or who aren't politically quite in the same place um, as some of the rest of us. We have people in this congregation who are um, not ultra-liberal Democrats, and that has to be okay. And we have to reach out to one another, and the conservatives have to open to the liberals, and the liberals have to open to the conservatives and say, we're politically different, but we want to be part of this mission, which is nourishing souls and transforming lives and doing justice in order to help build the beloved community. We do not have to think alike to love alike. UU201. So UU301 is spiritual growth. We have acceptance, 101. We have growing in wisdom and understanding, 201. And we have spiritual growth, 301. So what is spiritual growth? Okay. Um, One of the 
lists of the fruits of the Spirit or the results of the Spirit that I like comes from the Christian scriptures in the book of Philippians. And it says, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I would add courage. You can add your own. So a spiritual life is whatever makes you grow in those things. That's what growing spiritually means. You grow in wisdom and understanding. You grow in love. You grow in joy. You grow in peace. You grow in patience, kindness, until it's easy to be kind. That is spiritual growth. And then we're told to encourage one another to spiritual growth in the congregation. So how do you encourage one another? Well, so many of you are really good at encouraging me and encouraging Reverend Chris. You send us little texts and you send us emails after the sermons telling us what we said that meant something to you or telling us thank you for doing the things that we're doing that is encouraging catching somebody doing what you feel they should be doing and saying something about it is encouraging some of us try encouraging one another to growth by shaming oh i'll never forget one person who i was talking to about the shaming way that they were going about teaching folks in this congregation I said nobody grows from shaming and they said if you are not going in the right direction I will shame you to filth and I thought that is not going to make growth happen people grow when they feel safe people grow when they feel challenged but safe. People grow when they feel challenged, but loved. People grow when they feel challenged and accepted. People grow not from shaming. Shaming is, is like the roundup in the garden of, of a church. The sun is like appreciation. And you shine your sun of appreciation on each other. That is encouraging. The water is like attention and gratitude. You notice what the other person is doing. You notice who they are and you notice what they are trying to do. And you appreciate and you're grateful for that in that in each other. We have so many people who have worked so hard during this last 18 months to keep this congregation going and to keep the heart of this congregation beating and to keep the fires at the center of this congregation burning. All of those people were so, so grateful to you. Those things are what made people grow. Appreciation, understanding attention, gratitude. We catch people doing something well and we hold that up and we say, look at you. This is great for our community. You are helping to build the beloved community. Let's be encouragement to one another. Let's be what we want there to be more of in this congregation and in the world. 
Now please join me, if you wish, in saying our words for extinguishing our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Sing along with me at home if you care to. Remember the way of the wind and breathe and blow. Remember the way of the fire and sparkle and glitter and glow. Remember the way of the water and ebb and flow. Remember the way of the earth and grow. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.